0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gateway to Cinema, the spin off of the far more Popular podcast reboot already underway. The Paranormal Activity 2 Tokyo Night to the main podcast, Excuse Paranormal me? Activity.
1: Excuse me?
0: Japan made an unlicensed sequel after oh. the first film came out.
1: <laughs> oh. How? Oh, no.
0: <laughs> and that is what we are. We're that. Because I am, yeah, we're that.
1: Okay. Because right. I
0: am your host, Aaron Hahn, joined as always by Jacob Lacey.
1: Mm-hmm. That's me. Oh, wait, sorry. I forgot my catchphrase this week. Uh, we're going with uh, the power of Christ compels you.
0: Of course. Of course.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because, you know, you, you, you had to.
1: There were other things I could say, but not on this podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, because we are, once again, looking at a film from the list of 100 movies I made for Lacey to watch. Films that are interesting introductions to the larger world of cinema. Mm. And this week, Mm. uh, it is definitely a compelling one, (laughs) because we are looking at... The horror classic, often dubbed one of the best films of all time, and mm. is on my list of my favorite films. Mm. And that film is The Exorcist.
1: Yeah. It's a movie. Uh
0: So Lacey, you gonna disappoint me again or are you gonna
1: Here we go. Let's get this started.
0: <clears throat> Wait. Before we start. Yeah. You never uh, told me which version you ended up watching. I ended
1: up watching the original. Theatrical. Okay. Um it was the same price, but it was about ten minutes shorter. Yeah. I was like, eh, okay. <laughs> I don't feel like watching two hours and ten minutes. Just give me that two hours and two minutes. Mm, <laughs> that's perfect right there. So we'll we'll discuss, I guess, differences later. Yeah. Uh but I wanna The Exorcist is one of those movies that, like, is so endlessly parodied and so a part of pop culture at this point, you almost know, like, everything that's going to happen before it happens. Now, that being said, there were still quite a few surprises in this movie that I didn't see coming. Uh, But overall, like, I knew what the plot was going to be. That's why, when the movie starts... I was really confused. (laughs) I was like, what is happening? (laughs) This is not the movie I thought it was. I thought I had another omen on my hands. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, Aaron. Yes. You'll be pleased to know that this is by far one of my favorite movies we've done on this list.
0: Oh, all right.
1: I won't say the ranking yet, but we'll get there. Yeah. Uh... This is just one that... So I say quite frequently that The Conjuring is my favorite horror film of all time. Mm -hmm. I still think that's true. But it's interesting to see in this movie where James Wan took so much inspiration from this movie, but also subverted a lot of the things that this movie does. And people will hate me, but I think does them better (laughs) in a way... No, that's not to say I don't like this movie because I think this movie's brilliant and very smart and very just well done, very scary for like a 70s movie, <laughs> which was <laughs> really interesting. Um well acted and we'll get into more reasons why I really like it uh, in, in spoilers, but Yeah, we'll save that stuff for spoilers. But overall, I'm saying big ol recommend from me, especially as Halloween's coming up. Yeah. I really really loved it. So. good.
0: I'm glad to hear. And I mean, it's I would hope it's fairly obvious why this film is <laughs> on the list because yeah. as you kind of talked about, it's so ubiquitous, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I I'm also coming from like the same position where like before I ever saw the film for the first time, I knew like almost everything that it involved because it has been parodied and been the source of inspiration for so many horror films since then Mm -hmm. but it still holds up so well it's still such a well-crafted horror movie it's such a it's like i mean i'm a huge horror fan so i don't want to say like it's like elevates the genre into something like like this is a great film not it's not just a great horror film it's a great film because i think you know that's not a necessary distinction but for like Mm -hmm. people who don't normally like horror films this is like one of those undeniably great films you know
1: yeah yeah because disagree with that at all honestly
0: yeah because you can't i don't know if you come across so many people but since i'm such a huge horror fan i'm always like talking about with people like why do you like that stuff and they'll like dismiss the genre outright Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so but i think this is one of those films that kind of like transcends that kind of what
1: we're gonna talk about this because i think there is a genre that this film and conjuring and conjuring 2 fall into and i want to throw a couple names past you but we'll get there for the genre
0: i'm wondering if you're thinking of like the same kind of genre As I am when you mention this in the same category as The Conjuring. Because there is, of course, the whole kind of like very, very Catholic
1: oh, horror
0: film part kind of, of this.
1: That's not the name, though. I've got a couple of names. We'll throw them by you in the spoiler section. I All think right, they're good. So. They're going to catch on.
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, great film. Objectively great film. Mm-hmm. Huge impact on pop culture. And just personally... One of my favorite films of all time, so had to put it on the list. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Can't disagree with any of that. I think I had I, maybe one problem with it, and it's probably not even a problem once I, you know, digest what it is. So. Okay, yeah.
0: Well, let's uh, get into it. So, if you have not seen the film, uh, what's wrong with you?
1: <laughs> hey, <laughs> wait a second. I just saw
0: it. The no. <laughs> but if you have not seen the film, highly recommended by the both of us. Yeah. And if you have seen the film or just don't care, I'm going to talk about it now a little in-depth with spoilers.
1: Yes. Um, I don't know where to start. I feel like I teased pretty heavily on the genre talk. But I could also talk about the thing that I was a little shaky on.
0: Uh, do you want to start with, like, the nitpick and then...
1: Let's start with the nitpick. It's not even a nitpick so much as, like... Maybe it was just so shocking to me... That I was, I just did not know how to process it. And I think once I think on it for longer, it's gonna be like, that's not a problem. I just was not expecting it. Is just the whole ending of this movie. How, Hmm. like, they both die, like, way quick. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's just like, what? Okay. It's
0: very much kind of like a slow burn and then a very, like, abrupt ending in the sense not not necessarily abrupt because it is satisfying as an ending that's
1: where i'm a little confused i did not feel like his character arc was heading in that direction and Mm -hmm. i don't know how i feel about his character ending that way
0: i could see that yeah.
1: because i love 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 the scene where he is sitting on the bed next to um what is her name why can't I remember her name? Which character? The little girl.
0: Uh, Regan.
1: Regan, Ra- that's right. Where he's sitting on the bed next to Regan. And he just has this look of horror on his face. But, like, there's so much in that look. It's, like, such a good performance in that moment. I think he's good throughout the whole thing. But it's in that moment. It's so great. Because the whole movie, you're kind of like. He's a priest, but, like, you know, he seems very, sh- like, shaky on his faith, and when they're like, oh, yeah, exorcisms, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's not a real thing. Like, that's not a thing that ever happens. And then, after witnessing, like, this huge demonic, like, force, he's, like, whole world is, like, blown up, and it's so great in that moment. I love that performance. He's so good in this movie. I don't even know who it is. What, who, what's the actor's name?
0: Uh, which character?
1: Uh the uh psychologist priest. Sorry, I forgot his name. Uh, I'm not good with names. <laughs> uh here, let me look it up. Yeah. Uh uh Karis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Father Karis. Um The one who flies out the window. <laughs> yes. Uh yep. yeah. So that moment is so great that I feel like that arc is sort of cheapened a little bit by him just being like, oh, doing the whole Jesus and the pigs thing, where he's like, going to them pigs, but he's like, come into my body instead, and then he just kills himself, and you're like, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can definitely see where you're coming from, but I do think that that kind of that self sacrifice that invokes the christ like imagery mm-hmm. that is kind of like the resolution of like him like reclaiming his faith in it you can like kind of see it as that as well yeah like he's he's not only reclaiming the film but he's like playing it out to completion in a sense like that's the ultimate form of how that can be expressed
1: yeah i yeah. Like I said, it's less of, like, a complaint and more of, like, I didn't see it going that direction, so I didn't have time to, like, digest it, because the movie ends pretty quick after that happens. So there's just, like, a a split moment to think about what happened, and then it's, like, I, like, just finished this movie before we recorded the episode for the week, so I haven't really had time to digest it. I don't think it's going to be a problem once I look back on it more, but just in the moment, I was kind of like, oh, okay, like... Interesting Mm -hmm. choice. Um, Based on a book, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, is this like a Godfather situation? Or like, the Godfather book is like trash, but like the movie's really great?
0: I mean, I don't know too much about the book. Okay. But like, it's the the screenplay of the film is by the same guy. Oh, interesting. So, I would assume that they're fairly... Similar.
1: Unless he's just really good at writing screenplays and doesn't know how to <laughs> write books. Uh it's just I just wonder because this was in the same um like era as The Godfather, as Jaws, where those books are like just pulp trash, but like the movies have transcended the books and become really great. So mm-hmm. I just wonder if this was one of those. Uh so we're gonna talk genres real quick here.
0: Okay, go for it.
1: Because The words that kept coming to my mind as I was watching this, and I'm throwing The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2 in here, I don't have any other candidates for it. I'd have to think on it a little bit. But I'm going for the wholesome horror film. (laughs) This one, a little less wholesome than The Conjuring. But it still has that kind of like, oh, we're a family and we love each other so much. And like...
0: But yeah, like kind of the, the affirming the family unit and mm-hmm. the Catholic, you know, religion. It's like both this and The Conjuring are doing that, and I kind of see where you're coming from.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that genre, man. <laughs> I'm not Catholic. <laughs> like, something about it just is like, it's a good movie right here. Like, I like it. And the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, I want to watch The Conjuring 2 again. Been a while. (laughs) So new favorite subgenre of horror movie? Maybe. It might be in there. Um
0: What I'm trying to think what else would like fall in that category, but there's definitely our films. I mean, even like all the films inspired by The Exorcist. Yeah. Do it to a lesser extent, but I don't think many of them do it very well cuz like we talked about on the main podcast this week whenever that comes out the final scare yeah. often kind of undermines the the whole wholesome horror kind of idea.
1: Yeah. And like the thing with the conjuring is like no one dies and ever mm-hmm. at the end like the end of the conjuring makes me cry every time cuz it's just so wholesome and like the family's together again they're all happy and like conjuring too. Might do that to me if I watch it again. We'll see. <laughs> but, like, there's just like this finality to it that's like everything's happy and, like, oh, yeah, it's all good.
0: Yeah, it's very much like you see all these evil, horrifying things happen, but they can be conquered.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's Which... the perfect way to talk about it right there. Now, they're very specifically conquered in one way every time. <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Um, all right. So now I don't know where to go. Those were two things I definitely wanted to talk about. So we're just going to scoot along in different directions.
0: Do you want to talk about like favorite moments? Yeah. Maybe.
1: Um anytime the daughter and the mother interact like even like like before she is possessed are just like so freaking wholesome, man. It's such, like, the perfect... It's, like, so idyllic and all that. And I just love it. And the the daughter's, really, like, pretty good at acting. There's mm-hmm. a couple lines that are, like, eh, okay, you didn't want to redo that one? That's fine. Um, But I love the, the mom character. I can't... I don't know any names. I'm horrible
0: at uh, <laughs> The mom is Chris.
1: Chris? Okay. Yeah. She's really, like, just really interesting. I had no clue she was supposed to be like famous in an actress before this so going in and i'm like oh she's on a movie set oh like she's the star i'm like that's really interesting that's an interesting take on it that i just would have never guessed they'd do um and then oh my god again just wholesome stuff (laughs) there's the scene where the lieutenant comes or whatever And he's like, oh, could you make an autograph for my daughter or whatever? She's like, yeah, who do I make it out to? And I love the little pause. He's like, uh that was a lie. It's for me. (laughs) It's it's just like, oh, it's so pure. (laughs) I love it. Um,
0: But, yeah, I think that's kind of one of the strengths of the movie is that, or, or like, going back to the relationship between Chris and uh, Reagan. Just kind of like the whole idea that they are that wholesome family unit before mm-hmm. the demon enters it into the picture. And it just kind of makes the acting out all that more horrifying, you know? Mm-hmm. Like especially the early stuff.
1: It's like, oh, oh, oh. Sorry. <laughs> now, seeing this movie, I gained, like, like so much appreciation for other films, too, mm-hmm. which I think is an interesting point to bring up, that once you've seen where things come from, you can kind of appreciate how people subvert them or make them, uh, or, like, improve, or try to improve upon them, but, like, the scene in The Black Coat's Daughter, it's a lot like that, where it's just, like, so shocking, so out of the yes. blue. Um, this movie goes a bit far at times and you're like okay that's a bit weird that they do that but that's
0: but that's like whatever. that's kind of what makes it good yeah. is that yeah. it's willing to go that far
1: yeah they didn't actually have a 12 year old girl saying all that stuff right
0: i mean her voice is obviously like right dubbed over she in she some like respects
1: Does double... hmm? she have like a double like for like the demon makeup stuff
0: they had like some puppetry okay involved for some of the scenes i
1: don't know how you'd be like a 12 year old girl or even a 12 year old anyone and not be terrified of you like being this crazy monster like i know you're that but still you're doing some pretty uh pretty terrifying disturbing things um so i don't know interesting uh, I think the characters are what re- what I really enjoy about this movie, and why everything in this movie works. I mm-hmm. think whenever we watch a horror movie that doesn't work, it's because the characters are uninteresting, or we don't care about them, or we have no reason to care about them. That's one of my problems with Saw. Or, like,
0: the film doesn't even care about them. In yeah. In some instances.
1: Like when we watched Saw last week. I'm like, Adam and Dr. Gordon or whatever... They're it, like whatever. They're not like It's
0: more like exposition and Yeah. Bad acting yeah. as opposed to actual characters.
1: Oh Lee Wannell. I don't know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> I guess I didn't know he's written like all the insidious movies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are those any good? We're taking a sidetrack. Are those wholesome uh, some horror? I,
0: they're they have some interesting ideas, but I just don't find them ever scary. And I think that's their downfall.
1: Do they fit in the wholesome horror section? No. If we're, if we're making a Netflix... You know how Netflix has weird categories? If we're making yeah. wholesome horror... We gotta think about more that fits in there. We're gonna pitch this to Netflix. <laughs> um,
0: Just what Netflix needs. More uh, niche <laughs> categories. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um... Yeah, so uh, let's think here. What else happens in this movie? Oh, uh, small complaint, but not really because they eventually fix it. But (laughs) they never really set up the... What am I looking for? They never set up the area from Reagan's window to the stairs. Like, I'm like, how could he have fallen out the window onto the stairs? (laughs) I'm like cuz i kind of assumed they were across the street from each other but they never really place it entirely so that's i'm i'm a little confused about that if i'm being honest i'm like
0: that's a fair point
1: mm. again the conjuring's better because they do the full house shot and you understand the whole house no i'm just kidding no, no just, i mean but I'm that, just that just is like
0: people. a good point that's that's a high point in uh, the conjuring film <laughs> i'm trying to think cuz i know the in the director's cut the film opens with shots of the house and i'm trying to think if they show more of the layout but i don't recall
1: i that's such a better way to start this i think you know my real actual complaint is that this movie starts so strangely and you're not really sure where it's going like this mm-hmm. character gets introduced and doesn't come in again until the very end of the film yeah i think that might be the low point of the film is the very beginning but it doesn't last long so it's not that big of a complaint uh because once that a and b story between uh father caris and uh the family starts going that's perfect the way they balance those two plots and the way they finally converge and come together is like so well written it's amazing like that's so good But it's just that very beginning. It does one of these. It's like a straight line, splits, and then comes back into the middle. It's like, uh, maybe we should have kept the A and B and then went into the A, B plot or whatever. But I don't know. That's a weird nitpick. That's a weird writing nitpick for you there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're always uh, full of nitpicks.
1: Yeah, let's see. What's my hot take for this episode? (laughs) Hot take. Um, if the, if that family was not Christian before this, they should be now. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like, I mean, you kind of have, again, explicit proof of the JDO Christian God. So <laughs> you might want to roll with it now. Be like, oh, okay, interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I really loved in this movie. And I feel like they don't do it enough, but it's not really a problem once it, like, once the movie takes its, uh, like, uh, runs its course, it's not a problem in the end, but I almost kind of wish they went more with the, like, is this, like, a real possession, or, like, is this, like, just a mental disease or something? Um, Like, I think the, the line where he's like, I just threw regular tap water on her, and she started freaking out. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, wait, is she, like, faking? There's, like, kind of, like, that underlying thing for a while. And I think that's such an interesting line to take. But I also really like the explanation of it that, like, oh, the demon doesn't want an exorcist in the house. So maybe it's trying to throw him off, like, as to, like, make him think it's fake. Like, that's such an interesting discussion there. It's, this movie's, like, way smarter than I think maybe people even give it credit for. There's some interesting stuff in here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the... Uh, uh, in my opinion, the movie does a good job at kind of balancing that, is it real, is it not real, for long enough, because eventually you do have to get into, like, the yeah. good stuff. And by the good stuff, obviously, I mean the bad stuff.
1: Oh, man. When that bed starts levitating... That's, like, really horrifying. Like, I don't know why. There's just something really messed up. And I think it's Karis's face where he's just, like, cannot believe it. Because up until that point, he's still, like, she might be faking. And then the bat starts levitating. And he just, like, the other ex just is, like, hey, dude, dude, say, say your line. Say your line. Come on. Say your line. And he's just, yep. like, he's awestruck. That whole, that whole character and that whole arc is so interesting. And that's just why I'm so like, oh, why did it end like that? I Like, I understand why, but at the same time, I guess it's just something that I would have wrote differently. But that's fine. I mean, it can end so many different ways. And I don't think it's a bad ending. But, man, that character is just so interesting to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This is why I like watching really good movies on here, Aaron, because I have things to say. Like, I think I have, like, interesting points or, like, some takes that I can give everyone or other ones I'm like, Rubber, uh, it's a movie. Are you
0: you trying to say that (laughs) not all these movies that I recommend are good? Well, uh, alright. Are you (laughs) insulting my taste?
1: This is why I like when we watch movies that I really love. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's where I'm at on that. Um... Yeah, um... I, I really liked, and I don't know when this became a thing, because I. As the mom finds the Ouija board, I was so expecting her to be like, What? How have you been? Why have you been playing with this? You've been playing alone or like freaking out about it? She's just like, Oh, yeah, what's this? Oh, cool. Oh, you want to play with it? Oh, yeah, cool. Mom's like, Whatever. <laughs> or it's like such a trope now that, like, Uh oh, Ouija board. Uh oh, things are going bad now. <laughs> it's like, You know? It
0: is kind of like. I think, well, well, I don't remember what other film we were kind of discussing this idea with, but just kind of like the idea of how like the how like this film has inspired so many things to go bigger and and sometimes better with what it originated. That now it seems like this doesn't have. Oh, it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where it's like people were freaking out at the gore oh. in the original film, but nowadays we're like. That's nothing. <laughs> we see way more gore <laughs> than that on uh, network TV. Yeah. And now, like this, it's just kind of like, oh, it, we're freaking out like a Ouija board. So it's almost like the opposite. The reverse? reverse. Yeah. An, an opposite.
1: Of course, this was like right after the 60s where that was like a huge thing. Yes. So they were probably like, oh, cool, let's just play it. You know. <laughs> I think it's also such like an interesting mythology like in this movie where they're like, yeah, no exorcisms have happened since the sixteen hundreds or whatever, and like this was the first one since then. It's just such an interesting like, what happened? <laughs> like, why is this all of a sudden a thing again? <laughs> like, oh mm-hmm. god, Oh, it was them dang Ouija boards. They're they're doing everything wrong. Yeah. They got a cowboy on the other end. Yeah. You know how them cowboys are. They were all in Washington. That should have been sign number one. If a cowboy's talking to you, it's like, we live in Washington? <laughs> Why is there a dead cowboy on the other end of this? <laughs> Maybe we're thinking more Texas on this one. <laughs> um. God, okay. I got a lot to say. I'm, I'm trying to think of other stuff, though. Because I'm, like, all over the place right now. Uh, ah, God, I can't remember her name already again. The mom. Who's? The mom. Chris. Chris, thank you. Chris McNeil. Uh, I don't know that... What else has she been in?
0: Um, I don't know. But, but I can, like, like try really to check good. real quick or something.
1: Yeah, she's very, very good. Um she she like perfectly walks the line between like being so like kind and like uh yeah, just just kind and like loving to her daughter. And then when her ex, I think, maybe her husband separated, I don't know what maybe her ex-boyfriend
0: Oh, oh, this is this is interesting. Okay. That actress played old Murph in Interstellar.
1: Really? weird okay
0: she was also in the uh, rec for a dream and alice doesn't live here anymore and stuff like that
1: i don't know what that movie is but all right no explanation okay <laughs>
0: anyway what were you saying
1: <laughs> uh no i just i think she's really great I, like when she's uh like really loving with her daughter she has that range between that and then just losing it on people Just, like, really good freakouts on people. Like, believable. So believable. And that's great. Uh, She's just really great. Like I said, acting's all great in this movie. Characters are all great. That's why it's one of the greats, I'm gonna say. Mm Mm-hmm. Scares are great. Scares are great, yeah. I was, like, pleasantly surprised. I was kind of expecting it to be more gross than it was. Because, you know, like, the puke thing is, like, such a... Yeah, such a pop culture moment at this point. That I'm just
0: Simpsons kinda... just did it for this year's Treehouse of Horror.
1: Do they do one every year?
0: They do one every every year, and but they finally they didn't get to The Exorcist before this year. That seems like for whatever such a
1: wasted reason, opportunity. <laughs> like they've been doing it for like what twenty five seasons, more than that. So they're like, oh yeah, well, Exorcist, only one of the most popular horror films of all time. Mm, Let's do Texas Chainsaw Massacre 5. Let's see what we can parody in that one. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I lost my point. Oh yeah, it was not nearly as gross as I was expecting and I was happy about that. I was like, I don't really want a gross horror movie right now. Um, Really liked the interplay between Father Karras and like the demon. It was almost like a uh, cop and like a person who's broken the law, like a convict. It was just like, hey, yeah, they have like that kind of chummy relationship, almost <laughs> like, hey, you yeah, break I the that. law a lot. <laughs> like I don't know, it was that sort of thing? It wasn't like I've never seen it portrayed like that in a movie, and it was so like weird to be like, oh you're a demon huh you're satan huh oh well how about you open that door again if you think you're so cool it's just like one's so weird like in the conjuring it's like oh no we need to uh burn everything and this one the guy's just kind of like show me more cool stuff i want to see it's it's very interesting um but yeah i don't know i'm going a little long on just stuff i loved but there was just a lot in it that i really liked
0: no, that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed this film.
1: Yeah. Uh, anything you want to talk about? About the movie or about the sequel? I mean, or? you're kind of hitting
0: the stuff I love about this movie, which is a lot of like the character work and the, the character arcs, the like banter between characters and the different dynamics and sort of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've discussed like a lot of the stuff why I love this movie.
1: One one more quick note that I thought of while I was watching this. Okay. <laughs> because when they're going in to do the exorcism, the one priest is, like, saying all this stuff about, like, if you have any negativity in your heart or if you have any bad uh, experiences that have happened recently, the demon will try and use them against you or whatever. And I'm like, I remember <laughs> hearing stuff like that in, like, Christian school for, like, my whole life. And it made me wonder... Did this movie steal from Christianity? Or did Christianity steal from The Exorcist?
0: You know, I don't think that in this specific instance, Christianity is still from this movie. But, I think that if we were to, like, kind of dissect it, I think we could find some instance in which they did.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dude, I'm sure, man. Like, the Latin thing? That's a thing now. (laughs) Like, was that a thing before that? Like, I don't even know. That's the thing. It's like, you hear these things as, like, a kid, and then you're like, oh, and then you see them in a movie that's, like, pretty old, and you're like... These people would have been watching this movie as a kid. <laughs> like, did they pick up some stuff from the movie and be like... Oh yeah, I think I remember reading that in the Bible once.
0: Your, your whole childhood was a lie based yeah, on this film.
1: It was all based on The Exorcist. Oh, because I know I've done that before, where I'm like, oh, that was a thing in the Bible. <laughs> and I was like, no, that was in a movie that I saw once. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, I oh, don't know. That made me laugh as <laughs> I was thinking about it. That's my final point. Um, Just want to finish also by saying, great movie, love it. But Aaron, you've watched yeah. some of the sequels. Are any of them worth watching?
0: I've been watching the sequels in pervert because I knew we were going to cover this uh, film and usually when we talk about film we like to talk about what else is in the franchise Mm -hmm. and I hadn't seen any of the other Exorcist films to this point but now I've seen three out of the four sequels so I have not seen The Exorcist 2
1: Why'd you skip the second one?
0: Well, because 3 ignores it, and the other two are prequels. Okay. But also, those were the ones available to me, 2 wasn't available. Okay. But I have heard that 2 is not only considered one of the worst sequels ever made, but one of the worst films made in general. (laughs) So I'm interested (sighs) to watch it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too.
0: But apparently the director of the original Exorcist, when he saw the Exorcist doing theaters, he just, like, started laughing out loud, and then, like, the rest of the audience, like, started laughing with him, so...
1: That's, like, honestly, as I... As I was watching this movie, and as it was ending, I'm like, I don't really want to see anything else. Like, this is such, like, a clear ending to this movie. I don't really need anything else, so, I don't know.
0: I think that makes sense, but... Okay, so we'll get into the okay my thoughts on the sequels. But I actually just watched The Exorcist Three.
1: Okay.
0: And it I'd heard like very mixed things about it. Like it got like pretty mixed critical reception, but a lot of people have kinda of, like embraced it since then. Okay. And it's actually surprisingly good for being like the third film in a horror franchise. You know, like it, okay. it's nowhere near the level of the first one for sure. Okay. But it is still really fascinating. Because ba- basically what it is, is it follows the cop character from this movie. But he's like trying to track down this serial killer who has like connections to the exorcism from this original movie.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: But it's just... It has a lot of really good elements to it. Like the acting is really solid. The scares are actually really solid. There's one uh, scene in this film that's often cited as like one of the best jump scares of all time.
1: As good as the creepy man behind the dumpster in uh, Mulholland Drive. Yes,
0: drops? as as good as that. Nice. And nice. it it even though I kind of knew what that scene was co- that scene was coming, it still works really well.
1: I don't even know what I would classify as my favorite jump scare. I don't even think there is such a thing for me, so I'm interested... I think think it would probably be if
0: it counts in The Conjuring with the clapping game.
1: I don't even know if I'd count that as a jump scare. It's not like a a jump scare. Like, you see the hands come up, and it's the clap, and then the push, so I don't know. That's an interesting... Honestly, I think it It probably would be more hard I think it would depend on
0: how you define what a jump scare is. Yeah,
1: because even the Mulholland Drive one isn't really, like, a jump scare, but I jump at it. Because yes. it's so messed up. Like, why is this happening? <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so three is but worth yeah. a watch, then.
0: Three is definitely worth a watch, I would say. it's It was based on the sequel book oh, well, that the go. author wrote, and he also directed the movie, so.
1: Okay, what year was that, mid?
0: Uh, 1990? Oh, okay. And then, so then, moving on the franchise, there are two prequels to this film, but they're not, like, both canon, if that makes sense. Oh so basically what happened which one's is the this, this studio developed a script for Exorcist prequel. They filmed it. They found that it wasn't enough of, like, a traditional horror film for their tastes. So they brought in a new director to do extensive reshoots using a lot of the same sets and actors and stuff, but making a different film. And then they released that film, uh, Exorcist, The Beginning, and then it bombed. And because they had invested so much money into this project by making essentially two movies, (laughs) they then brought in the original director to re-edit his footage, and then released an alternate version of this prequel as Dominion, prequel to The Exorcist.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) That's so So messed up.
0: It's very complicated, (laughs) everything.
1: (laughs) What? Okay.
0: And neither film is particularly good there's some good pieces to it they have a uh, stellan skarsgård plays a younger version of father maron right. and it's kind of just like his experiences in like the past with like a different well not different demon but like his first experience with the
1: they, same yeah because they reference that in this movie they have right. like a bit of a reference of his past experience with it so
0: yeah so that's what both these prequel films were meant to explore Hmm. Mm -hmm. and so they both have like their merits i think exorcist the beginning has like a lot of cool like visual stuff and it is very much like that tradition very much a traditional horror film so i can see where they were coming from with that the ending is like really cheesy though oh god (laughs) and the Plot is a lot of the dialogue's really cheesy, and the plot's kind of nonsensical because they were trying to reuse a lot of like sets and pieces from the original film but also make a different film entirely. So it's a bit of a mess. And then Dominion, prequel to The Exorcist, is a lot slower and stuff, Mm -hmm. but it is kind of more of like a meditation on like questions of faith. So it's almost like one film got the whole kind of thematic nature of the first film and the other film got all like the scares of the first film. But they don't have them. Neither one of them has both of those elements. So neither one of them works really well.
1: Um, Quick question. Do any of the sequels fit into the wholesome horror concept?
0: Not. The prequels kind of
1: okay maybe i'll take it we can put those two in the uh, netflix queue as well
0: (laughs) but yeah so i don't necessarily recommend the prequels but i do in the sense that it's very interesting to watch alternating you know alternate cuts of the same movie because that's that's not something we get to witness very often you know I mean, obviously, there's, like, director's cut and extended cuts and all sorts of, like, that. But this is not the same thing. It's, like, two different versions of the same concept.
1: Right. Which is just kind of, like, an
0: interesting look at the way in which films are, you know, developed and produced and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, kind of from, like, that filmmaking standpoint... I think these are very interesting watches.
1: If I'm being honest with you, I probably won't watch any of them. <laughs> I, like, I like where this movie ends. I like the story it tells. I don't know that I want to hang around in this world too much longer. I like the finality of it.
0: I mean, that's entirely fair.
1: Yeah. Alright. So that's uh, a brief history of The Exorcist. Now the TV show. Yes. Is that any good?
0: I only watched the first episode. But I do have a desire to catch up, because I've heard good things. I just, it's like only streaming on Hulu, and I don't mm. have Hulu, so. Mm.
1: Hulu. Yes. <laughs> uh, Alright, so do you want to talk about where we rank it? Uh, Sure. I've got it. To... Oh, but
0: wait, what? just briefly. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if you still wanted to discuss the differences between the yes, theatrical and director's I do, cut. Actually, yes. Let's talk about that. Thank well, you for we'll do it me. fairly quickly, because I mean, like, there's not like significant differences. Basically, what a lot of it is is just kind of like adding in tiny little clips and scenes here and there. And there are some positives to the edits because there's like an there's additional scenes between the two priests. There's additional scenes like. Before, when they're, like, the doctors are, like, trying to figure out what's going on with Reagan and stuff like that. And they add a lot of, like, complexity to, like, the themes of the film. Mm -hmm. And then there's, like, one very iconic scare moment that got cut, which is the spider walk.
1: Oh, on the ceiling?
0: No, where it's, like, Reagan is, like, bent over backwards, walking on her hands and feet down the staircase. And just, like, gets to the end of it and just, like, spits up all this blood and stuff.
1: I've not, like, I've seen that. I know I've seen that. But why do I yeah, feel like it... she's on the ceiling? I don't know. Is that in a different movie? Am I, like, that, blending movies? They...
0: That is in a different movie, yes.
1: Okay. I don't know which one that is, though.
0: But, yeah, it's a very, It's became an iconic moment all its own, even though it was cut from the original version. I might just have so, to find like, that
1: scene on YouTube and watch it.
0: Yeah, but people are like mixed on it because some people are like, oh, this is weird because it means that Reagan was able to leave the room and chose not to. And people are like, does that make the film more terrifying or less terrifying if oh, she's it more mobile?
1: It, I think it makes it more terrifying if she can leave at any moment but chooses not to. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. Oh, I like that idea. So this is like deep into the possession, then, that scene.
0: It's after, uh, I forget the guy's name, but the babysitter dies. It's, like, right after Oh, the director?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay.
0: Yeah. Interesting. And So, like, there's a lot of stuff I like about the director's cut, but there's one thing I don't like that was what made me hesitate about recommending it to you in the first place, is that they do this thing where they, like, add, like, these demon faces... At certain points.
1: That's what I forgot to f- mention.
0: But not, not like the kind of like flashing them. At, on the screen at some points. But it's kind of like placing them somewhere. In these scenes. Like it will be just like. Chris is wandering through her kitchen. And all of a sudden there's like this colorful demon face. On a cupboard door or something. And it's meant to be kind of scary like oh there's demons everywhere in this house but it just comes off as really goofy and kind of right. ruins the atmosphere there's the a way film. to
1: do that though i think there is like yes. hide it like more in the background that's like kind of like watch it on second viewing and you can see kind of like there's right a way but that's
0: to do not that. what this is they're right. very visible and they're very distracting those, so i don't like that element of it
1: those flashes though horrifying <laughs> straight up horrifying like i had seen that face before but didn't realize that was an exorcist thing and then when they like show it like when the flashes happen i'm like wait did i just see oh oh." (laughs) like that kind of thing so like i forgot to mention that that is really great as well i really like that
0: Mm -hmm. um all right so where do you rank this film then
1: (sighs) i'm having a little trouble ranking it but not that much trouble Right now, and this could move down a space, but that's all. Uh I have it at number three behind Mulholland Drive ahead of Fargo. I might like Fargo more. I have to think about it more. But
0: Alright. Uh now you're kinda of putting me to shame because no, I have this right. rank uh sixteenth. Okay. Uh, behind The Graduate eh, I might put it ahead of The Graduate We'll see, it's How probably going to move <laughs> positions After this episode goes out But yeah. right now, after The Graduate Before the Texas Chainsaw Massacre
1: uh, What I have at 16th Is Blade Runner <laughs> So that's where we're at right now <laughs> Oh Yeah I mean like Again, I'm very high on this movie Having just watched it, will it move? maybe probably but right now i'm just like very impressed very excited that there's another movie because like when i watched the conjuring i'm like oh this is so good am i ever gonna see another horror movie that makes me feel like this and then i watched the exorcist i'm like oh this is the thing that started it all Mm -hmm. it's better than the omen
0: yeah all right so next week in uh not quite anticipation of What's Daddy's Home too.
1: What's the word?
0: <laughs> in, uh, trepidation. Trepidation?
1: I of... <laughs> we we'll, we'll guess. We'll go with that.
0: But we are going to be covering a different Will Ferrell film, uh, Stranger Than Fiction.
1: Yeah. Where else would we even, even fit this movie in? You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I mean, Will Ferrell cranks out movies so often. That's but... seen
1: it. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. He's back, he, I don't want to say he has a second renaissance, because he doesn't, (laughs) but I want to say there was like that point in the early 2000s where he was making tons of movies like Ricky Bobby and like Anchorman and uh, Kicking and Screaming, which I really like all of those movies, so I know I'm in the minority on all that, but then like after Blades of Glory, he kind of quit, and now he's kind of back into making like a movie a year, so I don't want to call it second renaissance, but second heyday maybe? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know.
0: Not quite. Uh, no, but...
1: there's a word for it, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> what yeah.
1: If, what if Daddy's Home Two is the best movie of the year? We know that the Academy really loves uh, what's his name again. All of a Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah, this Gilson. is.
0: What he, <laughs> after, this is what's finally going to get him back in the you know good graces of everyone. Is this, oh, this yeah. film is going to be so good? That everyone's going to forgive Mel Gibson.
1: I don't think we're ready to laugh with Mel Gibson yet. <laughs> or ever.
0: <laughs> but yeah. So that's next week. Uh, until then. If you want to find us around the web. You can find Lacey at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. You can find him at Jake Lace on Tumblr. If you want to find David. From the main podcast around the web. You can find him at DBEX15 on Twitter. DBEX with two S's. If you want to find me around the web, you can find me at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. Find me at this clever blog name is already taken.tumblr.com. Mm. Uh, the Night X Came Home, Volume 2, still underway, almost wrapped up. Uh, since last time, I've covered Hospital Massacre, uh, Plutonium Baby, uh, Igor and the Lunatics, and House 2, The Second Story. Mm. got a special treat so for good. Halloween.
1: That name is so good. <laughs> like, there are a few names better than that. Um, yeah. I'm excited. Did a great job this year, Aaron.
0: Thank like you. always. Thank
1: you. So, tomorrow and... will be when people will be able to read it when they're hearing this. Or maybe you're hearing it a year from now. So, never mind. Aaron's Night X Came Home Volume 3 is happening I mean, right
0: they'll be up there past October. So, if you're yeah. not caught up, <laughs> go back and... You're not, it's
1: not like you're taking them all down once October's done.
0: <laughs> it might be a good way to increase demand. I don't know.
1: Put them in the vault, and you'll release the them Disney all again vault, at yeah. Halloween. Oh,
0: I'll, I'll make my own Disney <laughs> Vault. <laughs> and I'll be getting like sixty bucks a piece for yeah. each releasing each one. Hey,
1: that's a it's an idea. It is. Oh God. Okay.
0: Okay. So okay. I'll mull that over between now and next time. Yeah. But until then, don't think it. Don't say it. Bye bye, man.
1: Bye bye. And Power of Christ compels you. You know what I didn't mention, Aaron? What? The great parody of this movie and this is the end.
0: I can't believe you didn't.